In an era where we are more connected than ever online, we are increasingly disconnecting from ourselves. Now, when was the last time you asked yourself, are you truly happy? Do you love what you do? Or why are you living your life in a certain way? I know it seems so self-indulgent to be thinking of ourselves and our own dreams, desires and future, but what if it's not? What if the most important person you need to be connected to is yourself? Welcome to the Property Management Podcast with That Property Mum. I'm your host, Kylie Walker. I'm a former television sports journalist and mother of four turned co-owner of a million-dollar real estate brand. Each week, I teach women in the property management industry all the best tips to help you balance your career and family, grow your dream business, master your fear, boost your confidence, and conquer your mindset. Ready to get started? Let's dive in. Welcome, my friends, to another episode of the Property Management Podcast I'm Kylie Walker, aka That Property Mum. Now, before we dive in to today's topic, can I ask you a quick favour? As you know by now, my mission is to help others and make a difference in the property management industry. So if you know another PM or business owner that is really struggling right now or just needs to hear some of the content and messages on this podcast, please share the podcast with them. I'd be super grateful and I bet you they will be too. You can also give me a rate and review as well. That would be also super amazing. Now, today we're going to dive into the topic of digital detox and why everyone should do it. Now, I take myself offline at least one week every quarter or so. And I tell you what, it's bloody brilliant. So I want to share some of the experiences, insights and benefits a digital detox has given me. Now, back in 2020, as we were entering the first phase of the COVID lockdowns, I got stuck in Sydney with my eldest son and I had the space and time to do some work on myself. And I realized that the connection I had neglected for so long was the one with myself. Previously, I actually felt quite guilty or selfish even for thinking of my own needs were really that important. I actually hadn't spent much time thinking about myself. Um, Can anyone else relate to that? Um, As a mother, as a wife, as a business owner, employee, entrepreneur, and the various other labels we carry, we often put ourselves last especially if your personality is the the type of a people pleaser like me, we continually, without even realizing it, neglect the all-important connection with ourselves. And it's not until our health or life events, circumstances, or even the universe, if you believe in that concept, intervenes and lets us know that something is just not right. And that's when we take notice. You hear it time and time again. If you aren't looking after yourself, how can you look after others? Put your own oxygen mask on first. Fill up your own cup first. Those old adages are so very true. And I've come to realize that the hard way. Now, I've been on this journey of reuniting with myself for a while now. And I had completely detached from so many things. I was actually numb. I lost touch with what I enjoyed most in life, my vision, my future, my values, and of course, most disappointingly, 
myself. And as part of the journey back to me, if you like, I decided it was time for a digital detox. I shut down my social media and put my auto reply on my Outlook and got down to the business of reconnecting with myself. Scary as that was. And is anyone else shuddering at the thought of no Facebook, Insta and emails? Now, don't get me wrong. I didn't think I had an unhealthy relationship with my devices. I certainly wasn't anywhere near as bad as my kids who were at the point where they were showering with their mobiles and I'm not even joking. But it wasn't until I stepped away from technology that I realized, okay, maybe I do have a little bit of a problem. Maybe I do have a microscopic obsession. Hi, my name is Kylie and I am addicted to tech. I admit I like to check social media before bed. I like to clear my inbox several times a day and I even started watching TikTok videos and wow, that is a time killer. I was even known to occasionally jump on first thing in the morning and check some messages as well. So how hard was it going to be dumping all the tech stuff and going cold turkey? Well, let's start the process slowly. So the first day I reached for my phone a few times out of habit and went straight back to Facebook and Instagram apps. But I quickly caught myself mid-swipe and honestly, I really didn't miss it at all. I wondered a few times what everyone else was up to because I was in Sydney and I was away from my normal routine. I achieved so much more with my days. I read books, I listened to podcasts, I walked, I practiced yoga and Pilates, I went to the gym, I laid in the sun and did nothing. I communicated with friends though um, and some I hadn't reached out to in a very long time. Um, You know, do you ever find yourself, instead of calling somebody, you might jump on and stalk them on social media and have a look at what they're doing instead of actually picking up the phone and having a conversation with them. I felt like life had magically slowed down and the frantic pace that I had self-inflicted on myself was easing. I felt the tight ball of tension and stress across my midsection slowly dissipating. I felt calmer and clearer than I had in years and I also slept better and was far less restless and felt more relaxed each morning as the week went on. Now, psychologically, they have linked excessive social media usage to a range of mental health disorders, including anxiety, depression, and eating disorders. Now, while the light from the phones has been linked to negatively affecting your sleep patterns, I mean, who hasn't quickly scrolled through the feeds a few minutes before bed, only to have an hour or more pass in a blink and you're still scrolling. So it's no surprise to know that social media is actually addictive and it was designed that way from some very smart people and it releases the chemical dopamine into our brains, which makes us feel good. Now, researchers now suggest that the optimum amount of time consuming social media should be 30 minutes a day. Try telling that to our kids. I know, right? I also realized that it wasn't just social media I was struggling to detox from. It was also my beloved MacBook and access 24-7 to my emails. Now, I'm one of these people who likes to have my inbox empty at the end of every day. And my team knows my mantra by heart. 
do it, delete it, or delegate it, but never defer it unless you obviously have to and you've got no choice. So for me, setting the auto reply and knowing I wouldn't be checking it for a whole seven days did elevate my anxiety just a little. Now, everyone knew to call me or text me for an emergency. After the first 48 hours, I absolutely loved it. I And I've promised myself this needs to happen a lot more regularly. It also benefited my team. Their problem-solving skills went next level and gave them a confidence boost as well. So let me share with you the top three benefits to a digital detox according to myself and the experts. Now, number one, it helps improve your mental health. Now, as mentioned above, the addictive nature of social media is leading to an increase in all sorts of mental health issues. Comparing yourself to the influencers is now believed to be responsible for an increase in eating disorders. Comparing yourself to other successes is contributing to anxiety and depression by leaving us mere mortals feeling continually less than. And of course, the light from the screens is causing sleeping disorders. Now, surely this has to be one of the major benefits of dropping and reducing our digital usage. Number two, it allows you to to reconnect with yourself. You've put yourself last for so long. So put down the phone and take a good, long, hard look at yourself. What is working? What isn't working? Why are you doing what you are doing? Or what would you rather be doing? Set aside the time and ask yourself some of the big questions that have been making you unhappy for a while. And you'll be surprised at what a fresh take you'll have on things, what new ideas you'll come up with, and what is actually upsetting or bothering you. Now that you have given yourself the space to really look at it and sit with it. Number three, it allows you to connect with nature and the things that you really love doing. Get out for a bushwalk or a run or a swim or simply lie in the sun and meditate. Whatever your thing is um, or was, get back to doing it again. Force yourself to remember how good it feels to be doing those things that you've neglected because of your digital addiction. So let's be real here. We aren't going to be able to give up the tech or devices permanently. For me personally, they are essential for very specific reasons. I realize that social media served its purpose in my life. Facebook is great for connecting with family and friends all over the world, while Instagram is an essential tool for business. And I now stick to my social media for those purposes instead of mindlessly scrolling. I have managed to set a few new rules and boundaries around my usage, and I call this a guide to managing digital after a detox, and you can download it in my show notes. Now, my journey from digital detox to reconnecting with myself again has had a profound effect on my overall state of well-being, including my relationships with my family, peers, and friends. Now let's talk about my guide and dive a little bit deeper into my guide to managing digital after detox. So the first thing I'm going to recommend is that you you turn off your push notifications. Getting constant updates on what's happening in the world is informative, but it can also be distracting. If you're allowing yourself to get interrupted five times in a half an hour, you're actually never focused. One easy fix is to turn off as many notifications as you can and live without them. 
You can also go retro. One reason our devices are so alluring is that they are vibrant. Many smartphones though now allow you to change your settings so the entire phone appears in grayscale. Now, when it comes to restaurants, they should be for eating and meeting. It is a common sight at restaurants, a gleaming smartphone next to a dinner plate. And research shows that even if we're not checking our phone, simply having it on the table during a meal can reduce the quality of the interaction uh, and our brains are just waiting for it to light up. And as a result, we're just not fully present. And the more energy we direct towards our devices, the less energy we're directing towards whoever is in the room with us. And that's damaging to our important relationships. Designate tech-free hours. Now, many of us feel lost when we're without our devices, but taking breaks from technology can do wonders for our well-being. Start by designating a certain time each day that's tech-free, like after work or on the weekend, and then expand it from there. And make your bedroom a no-tech zone. Most people use their phones for an alarm clock, but when you reach for your phone or switch it off, it's easy to start scrolling through the news feeds. In fact, it's best if you can leave your phone outside of the bedroom at nighttime and invest in an old-fashioned alarm clock. Now, I have to admit, I haven't actually done this, but this is what the experts recommend you should do. And if you're getting cozy with your cell phone in bed, it's less likely that you're going to be getting cozy with your partner. And you'll also sleep better. Screens, blue lights trick our brains into thinking it's daytime, which makes it harder to drift off to sleep. Rediscover books. If you've ever noticed that reading a book feels more satisfying than reading a tablet, you're not imagining things. Not only do books offer fewer distractions, but research suggests that when we read on paper, our minds process abstract information more effectively and limit yourself to one screen at a time. When we're attempting to work or watch TV and we start scrolling through Instagram, our brains go a little bit haywire. So make it a habit of only looking at one screen at a time to improve concentration and in most cases your enjoyment as well. And take some time out to spring clean your social media accounts. Facebook and Instagram help us connect with people in an unprecedented and truly gratifying ways. But research shows that the more time we spend on social media, the worse we feel. And that's not surprising, given the fact that we see only heavily curated versions of friends and celebrities' lives, which can be toxic for our own self-esteem. Delete the apps that you don't need or use. Now, plenty of us feel addicted to our phones for a good reason. Checking our devices activates that reward circuitry in the brain, triggering the body to release its hit of pleasure hormone dopamine, which is exactly what's happening when we gamble. So delete any apps that you no longer need or use. And protect your body. The average office worker spends nearly half of every day staring at a screen. And sometimes our bodies pay the price. Necks and shoulders get stiff and sore, hamstring muscles shorten from sitting for long periods, and our eyes are under constant strain. Just to name a few of the physical effects devices have on our bodies. So take regular breaks from your phone and your computer, walk around more, stand up and get some fresh air. 
Now, when I do my digital detoxes, I honestly come back feeling so energized, full of new ideas, mentally competent to deal with any lingering issues. You know, I found a renewed love of things like yoga and I had a spring in my step that was absent for the longest time. Be warned though, the next digital detox I'm doing, I'm literally going off grid where I actually can't have access to any tech and no one will have access to me. Maybe a little cabin in the woods, a hut on a deserted beach or a rainforest retreat. I'll keep you posted on that journey. That's if I ever decide to get back on the grid. Hey there, I know your time is valuable, so thank you for spending it here. Now, if you are someone who is serious about growing your property management business and you'd like to learn the systems that I've put in place inside my own business that consistently brings in five to 15 new management leads every single week without me having to do anything, then go to the show notes and click on the link to get on the waiting list for the growth school and you'll get notified when it launches. Until next time, my friend, 